I want me some glory hope. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. Whether it's the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio, we thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevens. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? Alright, alright. Bo Cephas, here we go. Look, normally I have a nice witty line for you here at the open but tonight unfortunately i come with hat in hand and we say that we're sorry this fucking sucks harder than kamala harris in a closed door meeting i don't you know look the the losing streak (laughs) the losing streak we're on is the worst we've had and honestly if we had to do this podcast on tuesday morning I probably would have called in sick on you. There's, I would have no no call, no show. Longhorn is out. Um, but I got to thinking all week. And since I'm a person who thrives off enthusiasm and I'm a glass half full kind of guy, I have decided that I will be damned if if we don't keep this podcast fun and raw and have a good fucking time. So fuck COVID. Fuck all these favorites winning. And I am going to will us back into the winning circle. So let's have a good fucking time tonight. And remember why we do this. Usually to win some fucking money. Always to fucking laugh. And definitely to get drunk doing it. And hey, you know, maybe as a consolation prize, I'll send, uh, you know, some, some of our clients a... Some high dollar escorts for Christmas, you know. I mean, Kamala Harris is going to be busy this Christmas season. <laughs> She's going to be super busy. Now, whether you are here for the funny, it's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun. We'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President, and please come back and fire that lion sack of shit, Dr. Fauci. I'll do better, though. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, M. Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. <laughs> We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way, 
Welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Yule, Y-U-L-E, Shoot Your Yule. Eye Out by mm. Carbach Brewery in Houston, Texas. That's Houston with an H. You. A good beer, three out of five stars. And as we march on to the real story of Christmas, which we will tell next week, the Yule Log is a tradition that has been sung about and shared for as long as Christmas has been invented. And as with all, and I literally mean all, Christmas traditions, it was stolen from the pagans. The Yule log burning goes back to before medieval times to the Nordic people. (sighs) Yule was their name for their winter solstice festival, which again, before blue-eyed, blonde-haired, almost Swiss-looking Jesus was born, that was the reason why people gathered on December 25th around the world. And the Yule log was originally the entire tree, which the Nordics would chop off the biggest part of the stump and burn that first, while leaving the rest of the tree, you know, the part with the fucking uh, leaves on it there, kid, they'd leave it standing in the corner of the house. Does this sound familiar yet? And until all the tree was burned, during the 12 days of Yule, again, does any of this sound fucking familiar? And Longhorn, that is just another example of what we in Western civilization have stolen and made into several traditions, not really to honor a deity that we picture to be white as the driven snow, but who was actually very Middle Eastern looking. Like, you know, he could have been the guy selling me my fucking Slurpee that cost me $2.17. Not that fucking guy. Mm -hmm. But also to perpetuate the ridiculous retail sensation That was once a true celebration of family, togetherness, and communal love. But now, it's just a sick rat race over overpriced shit given to spoiled-ass fucking kids who will never know that Jesus wasn't really born on December 25th, nor will they fucking care. God bless America. (laughs) You know, here I am... Just going through all this personal pain and anguish, trying to figure out why we're in a losing streak. And you're over there just blaspheming up. I mean, you know, send your emails to at Bocephus and make and be sure you tell him that uh, he, he is the, you, sir, are the reason for the season of us losing. Okay, you, you, sir. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we're going to do the podcast. We're going to do the good, the bad, and the hard. Are you fucking kidding me? We're going to go over every NFL game in the air tonight, and it's a full fucking slate this week, boys and girls. And of course, a fucking course, we're going to get you paid with those free picks, as we always do. But right now, we got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by YankumCars.com. Are you tired of car dealerships telling you that your credit is too shitty to buy a car? They always say the same old cliches like, your credit sucks so bad that you should be sterilized, or how the fuck have you even lived this long? 
And of course, the classic, I would literally punch you in your stupid, shitty credit having face before I sold you a fucking car. Well, if you've heard any of those tired old lines, you need to go see our friends at yankumcars.com. At yankumcars.com, they don't care how much of a low-life fucking rat you are, they'll sell a car to anybody. All you have to do is put a little money down and BAM! You are off with your slightly used piece of shit in no time. And the best part about shopping at yankumcars.com is you don't have to worry about missing payments with their 100% forgiveness program. If you miss one of your weekly payments, they won't call and harass you and your family at all hours of the night about it. They will just simply come by your house and yank that motherfucker right out of your driveway. Talk about hassle-free! So get your broke ass over to yankumcars.com today and put in our code word GLORYHOLE for 10% off your next spectacular fucking failure. That's yankumcars.com, code word GLORYHOLE for 10% off the only deal in town for you. Literally. One more time, yankumcars.com, code word GLORYHOLE. Holy shit, Longhorn, uh, those Yankum cars, talk about, uh, giving in the, uh, not really in the giving season, I, I guess it's the giving season, if you gave somebody a Yankum car for Christmas, and expect their broke ass to pay the note, I guess maybe it's on them, I don't know, uh, but, you know, most of those, uh, places have a, you know, finance here option, usually written in Spanish, um, <laughs> something like that, but anyway, I don't know what your uh, affiliation or any association is with the Yankum car people, but it sounds like a really no-frills deal. Uh, you either fucking pay your bill or they take your fucking car. So, I mean, you know, that uh, seems like a fair deal to me. Yeah, it seems like a great, great business. I've, I'm The kind of Yankum businesses that I go to are a little bit different. It's more... More, it's probably it's more of the Asian variety Yankum type businesses, but. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you? fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me god damn it are you fucking with me all right boys and girls and as always we start off with the good and the good last week was us on a season total for the jags that's our first official win uh, the Jags have underperformed so bad that with four <clears throat> games left in the season, they have zero shots to go over their season total, which means we win. Uh, by the way, Longhorn, no other team in the NFL can say that right now. And then, of course, their coach, Mr. Faith Family and female co-eds, uh, mm. got himself fired for kicking a kicker, which, look, people, mm. Mm. we have all That's thought good. about kicking a kicker just yeah. like... We've all thought about hitting a woman. But at the end of the day, you just can't fucking do it. No matter how much money they cost you. And buddy, there aren't two bigger sections of society that cost FGH more goddamn money than women and kickers. Yeah, well, you know. I I, I don't really have a problem kicking kickers. I mean, they're, I, I hate them with an with a extreme passion. Um now, when those women get lippy, I mean, I know it's frowned upon, but let's not forget, you know, you're the historian, uh, quote-unquote, guy uh, with, with your <laughs> stories, but, but let's not forget the old rule of, the, rule of thumb and where that came from for, for all you people oh, that don't Jesus. know. I mean, for you people that don't know, when you say it's the rule of thumb, that came from 
you used to be able to beat your wife with a stick as long as it wasn't larger than the width of your thumb. So think about it the next time you say rule of thumb. Yeah, back then, uh, the ladies had to be really fucking mindful of the dudes with the big fucking hands there, kid. I'll tell you that. Anyway, moving on. The bad last week was us. uh, Yeah, we stink. We know. Uh, But you know what? We're keeping our heads down, and we're grinding to get better uh, every day. Yeah. And, you know, I'll get into the are you fucking kidding me in just a second, but there was a definite reason why uh, last week went so bad for us. But, yeah, we fucking stink. I, I got no excuse. Yeah, it was shitty, but we're gonna have a fucking good time. We're gonna we're gonna pull out of this a little bit, so that was some units the rest of the year, and it's gonna you know what? It, this you remember what we used to do, mostly was we used to win and have fun and get drunk. And we're gonna fucking do it again. No goddamn doubt. Now we're moving on to the are you fucking Kenny! And this week, there are a ton of examples I could put here, but I'll just keep it simple and say that every favorite of more than three points covered last week in the NFL. Uh, That never happens. This is the ultimate parody league. I couldn't even believe the cavalcade of ridiculous shit that had to happen for this to happen. The only game that wasn't close was the KC game, where the Raiders just clearly said, fuck it, because the whole league has shown a blueprint on how to stop the KC offense. And they were like, fuck all that. We do us, baby. Let's go mm-hmm. trash their fucking logo pregame, too. Oh, you yeah. goddamn yeah. idiots. right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight baby Boys and girls, it's time you've all been waiting for. It's time to go over every NFL game in the air tonight in Longhorn. We're going to start up in Cleveland, where your Browns are now a consensus four-point home dog to the to our Las Vegas Raiders. I, are we sure they're the Browns? I don't think we can call these this team the Browns and what's going on. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a write-up on this. I'll let you touch on the actual game. Uh, if you want to, when I throw it to you, this is just my give me give me sixty seconds to rant on the NFL here. I fucking hate you, the NFL. I hate everything that you've done this year, uh, Goodell. You're back on my shit list. I can't stand you. You are a just uh, virtue signaling, stand for nothing pussy. COVID is ruining football for me this year, and it and for no goddamn reason. It might come as it might come as a surprise to some people in New York and California, but the pandemic is over, 
in like most of this country. The stadiums are packed. There are no outbreaks. This dog and pony show that we're doing, testing these fucking players, is getting goddamn ridiculous. I mean, it's only a billion dollar industry that we're fucking around with and doing this bullshit. Like, he could simply wave a wand and say, poof, it's gone. Kind of like he does in the fucking playoffs when it goddamn disappears <laughs> and we don't have any more positive tests. Like, I am fucking done with it. I cannot stand this bullshit. I swear to God, somebody fire Fauci so we can get back to normal in this fucking country and specifically in our fucking football. Fuck. Yeah, I'm fucking over it. I am fucking over it. Uh, you know, Tell me about the game. It's gotten so bad that even fucking Mr. Virtue Signal himself, fucking Mike Florio, which I hate to even fucking give him any airtime on this podcast, but even that dude's like, hey, if they're asymptomatic, do we really have to fucking hold them out? Like, even that fucking guy is, like, coming to our side on this shit, which should fucking tell you right there, this shit has gone too goddamn far. There has not been a single case, to my knowledge, and I'll... You know, if, if I'm proven wrong, then I'll say I'm wrong, as we always do. But to my knowledge, there's not been a single case of any of these athletes in the NFL that have tested positive that have had any long-term so far no. or even slight uh, symptoms that linger or slight repercussions, the microcardiotis, whatever the fuck it's called. I'm not a fucking doctor. Um None of that shit has occurred, to my knowledge, again, to my knowledge. I'll say that. If I'm wrong, then you guys can fucking email in or tweet us, whatever, that I'm fucking wrong. But bring your fucking facts. Don't fucking try to blow smoke up my ass or I'll fucking crush you. I promise there, you that. There hasn't uh, been. Yeah, there hasn't been. So, I mean, <clears throat> at this point, and, and the funny thing is this, and I'll I'll end with this. The funniest thing is... The NFL is trying to get back to business. They really are because they're all they are all about the money, as we already know that, which is why there are no positive tests in the playoffs because they're all about the fucking money and they don't really give a fuck about these players or their safety. But now the NFLPA is the one pushing back and they're actually trying to get this game postponed. And Goodell's like, nah, we're not postponing shit. I don't give a fuck if Longhorn has to go fucking suit up and play fucking quarterback. That's what's gonna fucking happen, and you know, you you were uh you were pretty stellar in junior high if I remember, but no, uh, not far from you, Nick fucking suck my McMullins uh, is gonna be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns because everybody else is you know got the fucking COVID. So yeah, I, I think would, just as far as this game goes, lean this to adjustment for me. has went. Do what? Lean to Cleveland for me. That's too many. I mean. They got a starting yeah, quarterback I mean, in the this NFL. This game went from minus five games. to minus four. Went from minus <clears> five <throat> to minus four. The totals went down an entire touchdown. I mean, basically, Vegas and the marketplace is expecting all kinds of havoc. But let's not forget, Vegas has cases too. Every team in the NFL does, except for Tampa Bay, which apparently St. Tom, I guess. I'm, can we just take Tom's DNA and inject it to everybody and call that a vaccine? Because that seems to fucking work. Like, Whatever that dude's made of, I think that that's really the vaccine for everything. Honestly, I, think I mean, you, I think you just you, 
I think you told me off air you would like you would like a direct in- injection from Tommy, like him, like directly from him into you. Personal. Injection. I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. I mean, there's no way at this point, you know. But it's, you know, I, I got to protect myself, right? I, I'm, I'm looking out for me. I'm looking out for number one. Mm-hmm. So if that's what it takes, you know, uh, I think Giselle, she hasn't had it either. So his kids haven't had it. Whatever's in that dude's swimming in that dude's DNA, I think we all probably need to get it uh, one way or the other. However you can get it, I think you probably need to. But, you know, some ways are probably less gross than others. But whatever, whatever you do, you yeah, I'd mm-hmm. have to lean to Cleveland uh, with the points here. Uh, and God knows we need uh, Mr. McMullins to fucking pull out a win and beat the fucking Raiders because uh, we got to under-ticket on them, too. We need these tickets to start fucking cashing for us. But we're going to move on right. to an actual football game involving two actual teams that I think are, for the most part, intact, and that's in Indianapolis, where the Colts, to a lot of people's surprise, this game... Look ahead was New England minus two and a half. It is now Indianapolis minus two. There's been no major COVID outbreaks for either team. So Colts minus two, Longhorn. What do you got on this one? Yeah, I'm still, even with that line move, I'm still all over <clears throat> Indianapolis in this game. Uh, what a great little Saturday night gift we have here. Uh, I mean, just skip the first game. I'm assuming those are going earlier and later. I really didn't check the times, but I'm, I'm just assuming this is the primetime spot um you know it indy's coming off a late season by they're gonna have the fresh legs and a rushing attack that should be able to find some room on this new england um defense this new england defense is is pretty stout against the pass and they got a pretty good pass rush but against the run they're not up specifically up the middle they're not as strong as as um as you would like um do i trust carson wentz to not make a boneheaded play no, I don't, and he's proven that's just really who he is at this point. And um, but uh, but at the same time, I don't know that that Mac Jones is ready to carry a team when they fall behind in a playoff type atmosphere, which this will absolutely be on Saturday night. Uh, so I think the first quarter of this game is going to be huge. I think if Indy can can come out with those fresh legs and get a lead. And put the pressure on New England and put the pressure on Mac Jones to make throws outside of his comfort zone. I think Indy wins this game. Um, really, the only way I see New England winning this game, um, I guess two ways. One would be just an absolute masterful defensive game plan um, from Belichick. And the other one would be an absolute meltdown from Carson Wentz. Both entirely possible but i do lean to indianapolis here just a good spot for them yeah i mean i lean with you the numbers are against us though the numbers are all on new england uh consensus agreement from all the algorithms and i know why they are because new england is just simply the most efficient team in the nfl and plaque for our power rankings they're the best team in the nfl uh which i think you said Last week or a couple weeks ago, they were the number one team by PFF, by their yeah, ratings. I, I can check again, but yeah, they were um, last last week. They were number well, they two last place, week. I don't know how that changes. Yeah. They were number two, actually, last week. But, number and I'm two. refreshing well, to see, see what it's at. They're number one in our power rankings uh, because, again, everything they do is so efficient offensively, defensively, um, you know, there's really not a lot of holes in this New England team. 
The only thing you could think that is a hole is the lack of explosiveness from their offense, but again, <clears throat> it's so efficient. But here's what we what really has me on Indy, and I haven't heard anybody, and I mean fucking anybody. The Sharps of the Sharps, I've heard them be confused with the line move, I've heard all this and that, but I have not heard anybody bring up the fact that Belichick's facing Frank Wright. Well, the, first, the last person to really beat his ass... On his side of the ball, which is the defense, I know he's a master of all trades, but his original love and where he gets the most love is for the defense. Well, Frank Wright beat the shit out of him in the Super Bowl uh, with Nick Foles as his quarterback on the game plan. They put up, God, no, I don't even remember if it was five, 600 yards, whatever it was, 30, 40, I don't remember really? what the fucking score was. Yeah, it was incredible, and I think that is what the major reason for this line move is. And you think, well, I mean, everybody knew that going into, so why was the line this? Well, again, Vegas has to set a line where they think the marketplace is going to come. Sometimes they're just fucking wrong because the marketplace corrects them, and that's what's happened here. So less than a touchdown, I definitely lean Indianapolis. Uh, Do I feel great about it because Carson Wentz? No, not really. But if they can run the ball and, you know, Indy's defense is pretty much con- built to control what New England does. I think they should get, it's a good spot for them to get the home win here. Um, and New England, I don't remember what their record is in Indianapolis. I don't, I think it's pretty favorable for Bill Belichick. Of course, then he had Tom Brady. But again, their home field is a real home field. It's a great home field. It's one of the few home fields that are still worth right around that three point mark. So. Uh, this is saying that New England's a better team than Indianapolis, which our power rankings agree with. Uh, but again, the numbers are going to lean New England because it's not enough. It's only one point. But I'm kind of with you on this game. I'm just a little scared of it. So New England is still number two PFF overall. Um, their two worst graded units in, in PFF is one is the rush defense at 60.9. And the other is pass blocking, and then you go to, and then you go to Indy, and of course their pass rush is above average, and we know what they do with their running game. So uh, matchup wise, spot wise, everything's pointing to Indy for me. I like the number as long as it's under three. So that'd be the way I lean. Yeah, I think under three is pretty safe. It's uh, two and a half and two, so it's trending down. Uh, more New England money is coming in in the market now that the week's getting longer. But uh, I'm with I lean with you. All right, moving on to those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. Well, they were two and a half point favorites to look ahead. They're now nine and a half point favorites against the Washington Football people. Yeah, the Washington COVID people, because this is another bullshit COVID game. Um, can't even keep up with with. Uh, I think the whole defensive line is out for Washington. Uh, I, you know, short, short write up because I'm not dealing with this bullshit, this COVID bullshit anymore. Philly's coming off a bye; they're getting healthier. Washington is coming off a fucking demoralizing, possibly dream crushing loss last week versus Dallas. Um, I really don't care who's starting at quarterback for Philly. Honestly, like if they start Minshew, they'll be able to throw better. If they start hurts then obviously they got that dynamic running uh, rpo running game going so uh, 
you know, I know the I know the line's going crazy because of COVID, but this feels like a game that could get out of hand for um, for Washington. So I'll I'll lean to Philly here. Yeah, I got to be honest with you, buddy. I have no idea how to handicap this game at this point. Uh, I ran the numbers at Philly minus seven, as that was consensus when I ran them. Yeah. Obviously, it's nine and a half. At seven, it was actually a zero-point delta. That was a no-call. So, all things considered, if these teams were, you know, relatively healthy uh, and able, that would have been a fair number. So, this number, you know, per that would be high, which would put us on Washington. But, again... Washington's missing half. They're they're up to twenty one fucking people on the COVID list. So yeah. that's literally what did it take forty four to game day or some shit like that or forty six. It's almost half their fucking roster. Uh, Heineke is questionable. Game time decision, which I think he's gonna have to limp out there and fucking do it because uh, small hands Allen has made the COVID list as well. I don't even know. Actually, yes, I do know who they're fucking. They called up the practice squad kid. Uh, I believe I remember him from Ole Miss. Is Tamu something like that? Saw him play a few plays in college. Uh, obviously, he was super impressive. That's why he's ascended to the top of the NFL, as he has as a practice squad mm-hmm. player. So you know, super super impressive uh, kid there. So yeah, I, I mean. I would never bet this game in a million years, but how you wouldn't lay the point. Here's the interesting thing to me, though. Here is what's interesting. So the line opened two and a half. Look ahead, forty-four and a half in the total. It's now nine and a half, but the total's forty-three and a half. It's only taken down one point. So I guess you can say, well, that's because they're expecting Philly to pick up all the points. They adjusted the fucking spread. That doesn't really compute to me because you know. Philly, you know, they're in a war of attrition like everybody else. So once they have this game in hand, you know, are they really going to keep pushing for margin and keep pushing to that original total? I mean, I don't I don't think so. I don't know why they would. So that part is interesting to me. Uh, that would have me lean to the under pretty heavily. If I had to play it, that's probably the way I'd go, the under 43 and a half. That's probably the only way I yeah. could get at this game. Yeah, they'll probably win 40 to nothing. But uh, remember... Fitzpatrick, <laughs> man, you, you remember that guy? What happened to him? Weird. Uh, he went on season-ending butt surgery, I think. Oh, he's uh, he's the one guy that died from COVID in the NFL that no one talks about. He is the he's the one guy. He is the one guy. No, yeah, I mean you know, there's the one. That's why we take it seriously because Col- the bearded the bearded guy died. He's he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievably, he did. All right, we're going to move on to Buffalo, where those Bills are now 10.5-point home favorites versus those Carolina Panthers. <sighs> okay, where did I put this? <clears throat> there it is. Okay, so, uh, shocker, we got weather coming in in Buffalo. Um, you know, at 10.5, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is really gross. Um, and I don't particularly like it a lot, but at that number, you know, with a weather game and Carolina wanting to run the ball and Buffalo can't, I'm going to have to like, is this, I want to throw up out of my mouth saying it, but yeah, I'm going to lean to Carolina. Um, Josh Allen has been in a walking boot, um, after, after that game last week, you know, he's obviously he's going to play, but maybe that limits 
some of his running that he would normally do, and he literally is their only running threat. So if he holds off a little bit on that, they don't try to get margin to cover this 10.5. Uh, what a fucking mess. I mean, just the softest, most ridiculous, I'll never play it lean to Carolina in those points. Yeah, I mean, the numbers are with you for sure. Um, because, you know, Carolina sucks, but at the end of the day, you know, they're a top 10 defense DVOA, so they should be able to keep the total down. But Buffalo's the number one defense, even though, you know, everybody's like, oh, they soft schedule, this and that. Well, soft schedule, no schedule, all the fucking schedule. There's only four games left in the fucking year, and they're still the number one DVOA defense. Now, the margin has grown. Tremendously smaller, the gap, I should say, between them and number two, who's now New England, and those fucking Cowboys, number three. Mm. Even though that gap's still pretty huge between the top two and the Cowboys, but, and it gets even bigger as you go down, they're still number one. So, how Carolina scores the ball, I don't fucking know. Uh, I think their only chance, really, to cover this game is, you know, to get some turnovers, and like you said, Buffalo cannot run. They just refuse to even try to run the ball. And their only running game is their quarterback. And going into the year, uh, yeah, I did predict. We both predicted Buffalo to be in the Super Bowl. But my big caveat was for them to do that, they have to find a running game other than their quarterback because he cannot continue to lead them in rushing and passing and that to be a sustainable offense. I mean, I know we talk about it. With Lamar all the time, uh, but it's not just Lamar. That's not sustainable no matter who the fuck you are. You That is too much. Like, usage rate in the NBA is a good thing. In the NFL, it's not because you had to play, you know, so many fucking games, and you get hit a lot in football. It's a tough fucking game played by humongous grown men. So, I don't know when these coaches are going to learn that that's not a sustainable thing for the NFL. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Baltimore's finding out the hard way now. Um, Buffalo's finding it out the hard way. I don't know, man. It's, it's really not that hard to figure out, but for some reason they fucking struggle with it. Um, the numbers say Carolina. I would have to lean Carolina as well. But, you know, again, I don't, I don't know how they score the ball. I just don't know how they score the ball. Yeah, don't make plans in late January, Buffalo fans. You're, 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 you, you Don't make football plans. Your weekends will be free for other things, but – don't make any football party plans. They ain't got shit up to do in Buffalo. What the fuck? What are they going to fucking do? Go fucking wrestle know. a bear? Yeah, yeah, maybe. They got they ain't got shit to do. But they're Some good people. Fishing. We like we Some like ice, those people. Ice fishing, beer drinking, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they can break some tables every time they catch a sure. fucking fish or something. I don't know. But we do love the people of upstate New York. We do love those people. They're good fucking people. Love those. All right, moving on. Love those New York people. Love those New York people. All right, moving on. Those Miami Dolphins are nine and a half point home favorites versus the New York J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Line? Oh, sorry, Longhorn. Take it away. Oh, I'm waiting for the line in the game. I said nine and a half points. Oh, sorry. I I must have missed that part. Uh, I thought you were asking me like a line, like we're shooting a movie, like line, like no, it was like, that like what's, scene from the Three what? Amigos, line, line. Uh, <laughs> we, will, we we will not die like dogs. We will rise. We will fight like lions. Yes, thank you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, we will not die like dogs. We will fight like lions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I'm back on track now. I got my line straight. We're good to go. Um, I mean, this. Is, I don't like this game. I mean, I, I hate the fact that I do like. Okay, let me just go over some things I like. Some things I don't like. I like that Michael Carter's coming back, running back for the Jets. They need somebody who can actually make a play on this offense. Um, I don't know the status of any of the receivers. I don't think they're going to have any of them back. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, Miami is, what do they cover? They've won and covered like every game for like six in a row, something like that. Like, it's just, I hate taking, like, it's so square to take Miami. It's just, it's just the most square thing in the NFL. But like, after last week, you get your fucking just face burned off by all these favorites covering, and it makes you look at things different. But that was one week. We got to stay true to the course of the way the NFL's been forever. And uh, if they if they can if they can get one other of these injured receivers back, which we'll I mean we'll check with that as, as the week goes on. I would actually lean to the Jets here. You know, it's division game. How many? I mean, is, is Miami just going to win and cover out the rest of the year? I doubt it. So there's got to be some regression coming on this winning streak they're on uh, at some point. So, you know, I'd be more inclined to take Miami down in, in a teaser situation than I would be to lay that giant number. Um, but it's a fucking gross game. <laughs> I can't tell people to take the Jets for sure. Yeah, the numbers are on the Jets here with the spread being this big uh, for sure. I mean, my, Miami has been on fucking fire, like you said, Tua. Like we said it last week, I think we said it the week before. He's literally been, you know, a top five quarterback for a month or more now uh, by any analytic that you want to look at. He is steadily climbing the charts on all of them. Uh, it's been a pretty meteoric rise for uh, the Hawaiian dummy there. <laughs> but, you know, again, the Jet, I mean, at this point, the Jets have got to go try to win a game, I guess. The problem is Zach Wilson has shown no progression at all. He's still number 32 of 32 in EPA plus CPOE. He's dead ass last. And he's dead ass last by a fucking wide margin. He actually has a negative EPA, which means, to break that down, every time he throws the ball... He subtracts points from the Jets' possible total. Hmm. I'll say that again. Every time he throws the ball, he subtracts points from the Jets' possible total. Now, boys and girls, since the forward pass was invented, uh, that works the opposite way the majority of the time. That's why people throw the football. Mm -hmm. And in modern football, that's why they throw it way more than they fucking run it. Uh, because it's so advantageous for the offense. Yet, however, when he throws it, he might as well be fucking... Uh, I can't even name a quarterback from the 40s. I mean, he, he might as well be one of those fucking guys. There's like one of the first five guys to throw it, and only one of them was any good at it. Like, Otto Graham was the only guy that could actually throw it forward and be good. Yeah, he he's, he's, he's terrible. that bad. He's that he's fucking, fucking bad. Sh he's shit Wilson. That's what he is. He's not the good Wilson. He, He's the shit Wilson. 
Shit Wilson, I like that. Can you spell shit with yeah. a Z? I, you can if you're Jewish, that's for sure. Uh, like Z, Z, C, H, something like that. Maybe, maybe mm. he's not Mormon after <laughs> all. Maybe he's really Jewish and his name was Shit Wilson and they changed it to Zach when they joined the Mormon church. I don't know. Those Mormons are tricky. You got to mm. watch you got to watch them. Tricky, tricky Mormons. They will, you know. They'll tell you stories about some asshole finding golden plates in a fucking forest that only he could read and white all kinds of crazy and, yeah, crazy shit. Just crazy shit, but yeah. <laughs> um I mean I I'd have to lean the Jets. I'd have to. That's it has to be the sharper side, but the other side of me says Miami's probably just going to kick the shit out of them because it's yeah. a Northeast team going to that hot-ass fucking, you know, humid fucking weather down in Miami. The uh, quit factor will be... And, and Miami has still got a shot. They still got a shot to make the playoffs unbelievably. Yeah, they got motivation. And the coaching sure. advantage is not even close, like... Ryan Flores, I still believe is one of the best young coaches in this league. Robert Sala, you know, Struggling. we'll see what he becomes, but we didn't like the hire. Struggling. And he is not pro- yeah, he's not proven us wrong yet. I'll say that. <clears throat> All right, right. going to move on to the New York <clears throat> football giants. They're 10.5-point home dogs. Those Dallas Cowboys! Yeah, I'll make this one quick because I think you got – a better ringer on this than I do, honestly. Um, you know, that number is enticing. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's personally inflated after last week and all the favorites winning, but you know uh, <laughs> there should be a slam dunk spot. You take fucking New York with over ten points at home. I don't care how bad they are. That should be a just smash spot for New York. I will probably personally play New York because I just do not believe that all these favorites can continue doing this. But go ahead with what, uh, with what you got over there. Well, uh, the numbers back you up for sure with this spread uh, being this high. I mean, they back you up all the way through even our fourth algorithm who's been our – it's our favorite – not our favorite. It's our favorite predicting algorithm You generally leans on the side of the favorite. So anytime it comes up with a dog – Generally, pretty good sign for that dog, and it has uh, the Giants as well. However, uh, that's with everything baked in the cake, and now you've got uh, Mike Glennon, who has been absolutely fucking dreadful as a starting quarterback. I know he put up some trash time numbers last week after that game was well in hand. They uh, had a chance at the back door, though. As bad as they were, they still had a chance at the back door. Yeah. Until he until yeah. he sucked. Well, I mean, he started sucking, continued sucking, <laughs> and, and at the end of the day ended up sucking. Yeah. Yeah. But here's one thing on this game. Well, a couple things. Number one, you do have the flip flop. You got the numbers in your favor and you got the flip flop trim, which flip flops now are forty nine and twenty four and one. Again, that's team covered. Teams <clears throat> Versus covered last week versus did not cover. Cows covered last week. Giants did not. 67% trend this year in your favor on that. Numbers in your favor. However, what's not in your favor is Dak Prescott is 20-8 and eight ATS in his career versus the NFC. That's 20-8 and eight ATS against the spread. 
And inside that 20 and 8, when he's favored by three or more in those games, he's 16 and 3 ATS. So when he's supposed to blow doors and it's a shitty division, mm-hmm. he generally gets it done. 16 out of 19 <laughs> attempts so far. This will be attempt number 20. I'm just, I mean, if I had to play it, of course, I'd be on the Giants and with you. But, man, just like I kind of fought you on the Giants last week, I don't want to do that. I don't want to really do this one. But it is a division game. Anything can happen. And the Dallas offense, as good as their defense has been, and it's been fucking phenomenal. There's no doubt about it. And they're playing another shitty offense, so they should be phenomenal again. The Giants fucking suck on the offensive line. They can't run. They can't protect the fucking passer. They can't do shit. I think uh, their best receiver again, uh, Toomey, Tommy, whatever the fuck his name is, he's out again, I believe, or at least questionable. Toomey, Tommy, Slappy, so who gives a shit? He's probably not going to fucking play. Uh, Saquon Barkley is an absolute fucking bust. I don't give a shit. Giants fans, you can fucking yell at me all you want to. The kid's a fucking bust. Look, I like him too coming out of college, okay? Longhorn was right. I was fucking wrong. I like the kid, but he sucks. I don't think not New York good. fans like him anymore either. Oh, no. They're all blaming the fucking offensive line. They're all blaming the fucking oh, line. God. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that That is what... I mean, the Dallas defense is really what has me... Not trusting this pick. It's not the offense, because their offense is supposed to be, you know, the best in the league, yada, yada, yada. Well, Dak is playing like absolute shit. It's the worst he's played in his entire career. There's no getting around it at this point. It is what it is. Kind of like, you know, when it's a slump, it's a slump. And it's a, he said it's not a slump. Well, it's a fucking slump, kiddo. I'm sorry to say uh, you look like shit. You played like shit. Uh, his decision-making is getting worse. It's getting late. He can't run anymore. So, the offense doesn't scare me at all. It's the defense. It's how did the Giants, again, score the football against this? How does Michael Parsons not have another fucking three sacks and a fucking strip fungal and Randy Gregory fucking getting in on, like, it's it just seems too much for me for that Giants offensive line to hold out on. But, if I had to lay my money down, of course, unfortunately, of course, I would take the fucking home dog. And we don't have the Daniel Jones home dog thing to consider because, He's not playing football anymore because, you know, he's hurt, apparently, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Who can keep up? He ain't there. All right, moving on. Those Baltimore Ravens, they're five-and-a-half-point home dogs to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Oh, Once again, can Baltimore even field a team? Um, I'm going to pass on this one until further injury news come out, but – much like some of the other games, you got one team getting healthy and going the right way, the other team fighting COVID injuries and going the wrong way. Um, Green Bay is 10-3 and three ATS this season, just same as their record. So they are due from some, for uh, some regression uh, against the spread. Um, but, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know how you bet. I don't know how you really bet against Green Bay here with – the situation injury and COVID situation with Baltimore. You certainly can't make a bet until you get more information. Um, if things come in on the positive side for Baltimore, they get some positive news on the injury and COVID front. Then maybe you can start looking at Baltimore. But as of, as of right now, I, I mean, just complete pass for me. 
It's fucking nothing. Thanks a lot, fucking yep. Goodell and Fauci assholes. Yeah, I didn't even grade this game. Um, I didn't even yeah. grade it. So There you go. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh is hosting those Tennessee Titans. And this line is very interesting to me because I don't know what's going on in town, but something weird is happening. So it was it opened on the look ahead at Tennessee minus two and a half, which first glance thought was fair. But it's several books all over town. It's down to a pickle. However, the mm. consensus is still Tennessee minus one and a half. So, I guess we'll go with Tennessee minus one and a half. However, <clears throat> I know in our online contest, it's a straight-up pick hmm. At the circuit, it's a pick At uh, MGM, it's a pick uh, Points bet actually has Pittsburgh minus half a point, which that's a stupid fucking line, but whatever. Um, I don't know. Th- this thing is just all over the fucking place, so I'm, I'm having trouble nailing down exactly <laughs> where... This money's coming in, and why it's coming in in certain books, and not just kind of spread across town. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like Pittsburgh in this in this spot. I don't really, and when I wrote this up, it was at one and a half, so that's interesting that it's at Pickham in some places. But that's kind of the way I think this game is going to go. Um, you know, let's go ahead and hit the sounder on this one. Let's let's hit the sounder on this game. This is fucking slim pickings on sounders and let's hit it now while it's consensus one and a half and we, we still counts as a dog uh, currently so situationally pittsburgh needs this game badly coming off that tough loss last week against minnesota in prime time so it's a good spot for them um you know matchup wise you know if tennessee was healthy completely this would be a bad matchup um but with you know the limited offense, offensive players and skill set they're dealing with. It turns into a decent little spot for Pittsburgh to match up against them defensively. Um, you know, so I, I'm going to take Pittsburgh with the points. I'm going to take them on the money line. Uh, I'm going to take them every which way I can. I just think they win this game. Tennessee, you know, they do have they do have um, Indianapolis on their ass. And actually, Indianapolis plays on Saturday night. So that could be, like, if Indy wins that game, then that could definitely light a fire under, under Tennessee. But it, it doesn't. it's not going to match the the, uh, the need that Pittsburgh has for this game. So at home, Pittsburgh needs, needs it like blood off a tough primetime loss. I got to take the points. I got to hit the sounder here. What do you got? Yeah, uh, I'm with you on this 100%. Uh, this is one of my favorite games of the week. The numbers agree uh, across the board. And uh, we gave this to you a couple of weeks ago. We got it updated now since 2010. Uh, Pittsburgh is the number one ATS team in the NFL as a home dog. They're now 13-3. and three. Uh, That's over 80% covering. And they cover by an average margin uh, of over six points in those games. Again, nobody does this better than Tomlin and Pittsburgh. And I saw this nugget, and I'll probably butcher the numbers. I didn't write it down, but I did see it. So if you take uh, Big Ben, who we did eulogize earlier in the year, which we're half right on. He pretty much already announced his retirement. So (laughs) we knew he was dead. He was dead man walking. But if you took his last eight games and extrapolate those numbers out, he's on pace to throw for uh, over 4,000 yards, 
over 30 touchdowns and only six interceptions. So over the last eight games, he's been the same old big fat Big Ben. He's been really fucking good. He's been playing at a Pro Bowl level. Uh, he's not going to get credit for it because, you know, the record's not great. And, you know, his total season hasn't been great. But the last eight games, I mean, that it's hard to find, you know, more than probably four or five guys in the entire league that are playing better than Big Ben is. So I like him in this spot. Tennessee under Vrabel has not shown a real capacity to step up in big moments when they really fucking need it. And mm-hmm. like you said, they here's the thing at Tennessee. Yeah, they need it, but they don't because they've already beat Indy twice. So even if they end up tied, there's no I mean, there's almost zero to no chance that Indy's gonna catch them. Especially looking at Tennessee's go ahead schedule. They got some pretty much scheduled wins coming up. It is a big game to them, uh, but it's bigger to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, like I said, nobody's better in this spot than them. So I love Pittsburgh here. So I'm 100% on board with that one. All right, moving on to my Jacksonville Jaguars, baby. They're finally favored. (laughs) And they're favored by five whole points of those stupid Houston Texans. Yeah, I'll make this one quick because my write-up is completely useless now. I wrote it up before the firing of Urban Meyer. Um, I was actually I mean, going how could to... you not? How could you not predict yeah. <laughs> that an NFL coach would get know. fired at midnight on a Wednesday night <laughs> during game week? What kind of handicapper are you, sir? I mean, I honestly. Know. I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing it, but, you know, I... <laughs> But interestingly, interestingly enough, I actually had written down to hit the sounder on this game and take Houston, um, throw that fucking right out the window. Um, historically, big bounce back for teams after a after a fired coach. So, you know, this line can get to a ridiculous number to where I would be back leaning towards Houston and the points. But as of right now, in that dead man's land of five. I think I'd still lean to the, you know, to the morale uptick of um, of losing that that dead weight, you know, scumbag head coach they had. So, yeah, back on back on Jacksonville, I guess. That's right, baby. Jacksonville is fucking all the way back. Have they been eliminated from the playoffs already? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, about about eight weeks ago. Okay. So, uh, no hope there. Um, yeah, so Jacksonville's the only play here for me, uh, and it's up to five and a half of the circus. So, if you want to grab mm. it, I suggest doing it fucking now because this thing's going to keep going up. Uh, you mentioned the fired coach. Um, hasn't happened that many times. It's, it's around 20, I believe, um, in the NFL. I don't remember since when, what year, but... Basically, those teams covered 67% of the time the week after their coach gets fired. Uh, you saw it with the Raiders. I think that you know was the last real good game they played was the week after Gruden got fired. So, definitely, Jack- I think Jacksonville wins. I think Jacksonville wins handily. Um, we've seen David Smills on the road. <laughs> we told you last week he's been really good at home, and he was really good last week at home. I don't know how the fuck they didn't cover that game. But you're that still, dude on the road is a different dude. still calling him Davis Mills. That is fucking hilarious. Is that not his name? What's his name? <laughs> oh, it's David. No, I think it's Davis. I mean, I, now I I'm, really think it's Davis. 
now I'm looking it up because I know you messed it up earlier in the year, and now you got me second guessing it. But hold on, I think it's David. It, you know David. what? Until he fucking, until he fucking goes on the road and can do anything in a football game, his name's fucking whatever the fuck. <laughs> no, I say it's it definitely David Mills. You were wrong again. <laughs> is it David? Yes. Why do I say there's David? only Damn first it. of all? How many Davis first name? quarterbacks are there there's been one in the history of the nfl and it was dave was it davis webb i don't know who is davis that you keep speaking of i I mean i thought you know he's shitty at football his parents probably named him shitty i don't know i don't fucking know i thought it was davis i swear to god i thought i guarantee you that happens again i guarantee you that happens again before this season's (laughs) over Oh my god! You know what? Well, fuck him last week for fucking not covering the game. They fucking were—they literally were in the cover from the start oh. to the fucking ah. Uh, fuck that it. dude! I love that. Anyway, yeah, my my Jags, Jaguars by a fucking hundred, fucking fifty right. to nothing. I don't give a shit. All right. All right, moving on. Detroit, your Detroit Lions. Hell yeah! Are are now twelve and a half point home dogs. Those, those Fucking twelve and a half, fighting midgets. It's up to twelve and a half. It's actually up to thirteen at two different books. So it is yeah. still climbing, my friend. Well, then keep waiting, keep waiting, and get the best number because, of course, I'm on Detroit here. Um, I know they're dealing with a little bit of a COVID situation still, but you'd like to think that they're getting most of those players back. Um, obviously, you know we'll have to check see what see what the final tally is on if they have an NFL roster or not. Um, but I think well, I mean, that with Detroit. Did they have an NFL roster ever, mm-hmm. though, like in fairness? Well, I don't think they ever really had working, an NFL roster. They're, they're working on it, and they're, and they're, they're, doing, their, <laughs> they're doing their due diligence. They, they drafted the right way. They went with a bunch of offensive line and defensive line. So they're working on it. They're on the come. But um, – in this game, now guess what? Just like I just said, their best unit is the offensive line. That and you know, if they're going to have success in a game like this, it's going to be running the ball. That's what they want to do, um, and be and being physical on the offensive and defensive line. So with them playing hard, this huge number at home, um, Arizona's seven and zero ATS on the road this year. Seven and zero. If they if they win this game. And I, I'm assuming this is their last road game. Although with with the 17, I I, I want to say the AFC had the had the extra road game this year and the NFC next year. But if they so if they win this game and cover, they're going to be eight and zero ATS on the road. I mean, come on, let's. Of course, I'm on Detroit here. Detroit, 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 baby, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I really can't argue with you. It depends on. Here, here's my thing with Detroit, like, and I didn't think he was that important of a player coming into the season. It's kind of a throwaway in most fantasy leagues or whatever, but, you know, DeAndre Swift went out. Their offense has really not been the same. Uh, mm-hmm. Did I get his name right? Is DeAndre? Is that his name? Sure. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know players' I, names. I don't give a fuck. I'm not as good with with the African-American first names as I am with the, the white guy quarterbacks. So, 
You DeAndre. Bitch. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be canceled. Canceled. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Cardinals do have one more road game in them. Uh, they go to the Cowboys week 17. So. Oh. All right. Well, Which that game, I would. Where would you put? I'd put that game is Arizona minus two. I'd put it at I'm way too many beers between now and then to even think about it. All right. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, I'd have to lean with you, Detroit. The numbers lean Detroit. I don't really have much more on that game. Uh, There's no trends or bounce backs, but, I mean, at some point, like you said, Arizona does have to lose one against the spread. Um, You know, they didn't look particularly well last week, and now DeAndre Hopkins is out for the rest of the season, the regular season, playoffs, you know, to be determined. So that's definitely a big blow to their offense. So that should slow down their scoring and their high flying attack. So and which they have been plummeting in our power rankings. They were our number one team uh, midway through the season for sure. Hit a little bit past that, but they've definitely been plummeting uh, since then. And again, it really hasn't been their defense. It's been their offense trending down because that's what Coach Bro fucking does, baby. So yeah, go fucking lines. All right, moving on. Exactly. San Francisco 49ers are hosting those Hotlanta Falcons, and uh, they're nine-point home favorites. Nine fucking points. Are you kidding me? I am all over Atlanta here. San Francisco coming off that huge win in overtime. I Look, this is another one of those games, another one of these lines that I think you're getting at least a point of extra value here. Based on what happened last week with all those favorites covering, um, that's that's just too many points for a division game like this. The public perception of these two teams, I don't think, could be any different. And yet they're both at the back end of the playoff picture, you know. So, uh, you know, when 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 people talk about San Fran and they are a better team, don't get me wrong. But when people talk about San Fran, you think about this: oh man, they're just way better than Atlanta. And people talk about Atlanta and like, oh, Atlanta sucks. Well, I mean, on uh, as far as the records go, that's not really playing out. And this line, to me, is just way too much. I, I'm curious what the numbers have, or the computers have to say, um, but I'll be on Atlanta here. I'll I think this I think this is going to be a very close game. Field go either way, so it wouldn't shock me at all if Atlanta kind of, you know, I mean, we've seen San Francisco this year. That they have they have laid some fucking duds. And it wouldn't shock me at all if Atlanta goes in there and gets a win. What do you got? Well, the numbers are with you. Uh, I'm not. I'm not so quick on this one. So, the reemergence of Jimmy G, who, uh, you know, it's funny because I'm old enough to remember when Colin Cowherd tweeted that uh, Trey Lance is a starter for 49ers and he will be going forward. That was a real tweet. Um, and then last <laughs> week, he said, you know, Jimmy G is, you know, basically the quarterback that none of, none of y'all want to give any credit to, but he's so great. Um, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, Jimmy G, we've told you for a couple weeks now, there's not a quarterback in the NFL on a stretch playing better than this man. He is number six now, EPA plus CPOE. He's risen all – he was in the 20s earlier in the year. He's risen all the way to number six. Their team overall, if you look at their offensive DVOA, they are now number six on offense in DVOA. If you look at their defense, as I pull it up, they are now 
up to uh, eighth in defense. They're top ten in both. There's not very many teams that can say that. Atlanta is 30th on defense. And on offense, I believe they're around 18, but I'll pull it up. Uh, let's see. Atlanta is... Oh, sorry. I was way off. They're 29th. They fucking suck. Um, so, it's not way <laughs> off to what is actual reality. Matt Ryan's 21st, by the way. EPA plus CPOE. He's awful. They're awful. Um, again, the numbers do and, agree with you, but our cut-through algorithm on the favorites goes with San Francisco. Um, and on those disagreements so far in the year, we didn't start tracking this to a little bit later on. But it's when a 19-10 to 10 clip when it disagrees with the rest of our algorithm. So it is crushing on the favorites when it picks the favorites, which it's been a year for favorites. We'll see going forward if that continues with that success rate. I don't think that it probably will. However, in this case, you know, it, they both have a lot to play for. So motivation being equal, the number is pretty hefty. It is still going up. So I'll say if you do, like my buddy, like Atlanta, and like our computers, um, I would say wait on it because it is at 9.5 at the Circa, 9.5 at FanDuel, 9.5 at points bet, 9.5 at bet MGM. So it is definitely trending up. This game probably will get to 10. Before oh, kickoff, yes. I would definitely wait to that. Um, if we can grab it at that, I will definitely lean with you because I'm not one to fight our own system. Like you said, we can't start bucking the system just because we've had a little bit of a losing streak. But Atlanta is every bit as bad as the record says. Probably actually worse. That They've actually won games that they have sh- should not have won. They've got at least one win per win share more than what they should have. They've actually been lucky to get to six wins. That's how fucking bad of a football team they are. And yep. San Francisco's a little bit of the opposite. And you're seeing that cream start to rise to the top. And if they get into the playoffs, you're not going to want to fucking play them. I'm telling you that. Yeah, right and now. I'm not, not going to want to play I'm not the gonna, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. Uh, I, I know there's more to the records than just the record, obviously. But with that said, six and seven Atlanta, seven and six San Francisco, Dig, dig a little deeper. Uh, Atlanta, one and five at home, five and two on the road. You look at San Fran, two and four at home, yeah. five and two on the road. So it's, it's look out for this game. This one could get squirrely. But, but which which way is that regression gonna come? You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, San Francisco is gonna do better at home on average. Mm-hmm. And, and, and probably win by worse win by road, three or four on average. You know what I mean? So it's like that. That's what I'm looking at too. Like that's some of the anomalies that have come into both of their schedules and both of their win totals. That stuff sort of evens its way out, but it is a big number. So I'm not gonna fight you too hard on it, but I definitely do not care for the dirty birds in this one. Big number. <laughs> All right, moving on to those Denver Broncos, and they're now two and a half point. Consensus home favorites over the Cincinnati. Not so much bungles no more. They're all right. Yeah, I'm going to make this one quick. I got a lean in Denver here. This one feels like Cincy has, you know, they lost two in a row. They got the wheels coming off a little bit. Um, that last last week's loss to San Francisco, man, that was a gut punch. Um, and, I, and going on the road to Denver against this type of a defense isn't exactly the recipe for getting things back on track. Um, so 
you know, if I had to pick one team that was going to be a fade down the stretch of a, a good team that that's still in the playoff hunt, if I had to pick one that's going to be the fade down the end of the the stretch uh, run of the season, I think I'd pick Cincinnati. So, I think Denver wins here. I think I think the the collapse is on for Cincy, and they start looking to next year. And you know, the future's bright. Burrow's a Burrow's a baller. Like that dude. That dude's in every game. He never quits. So. Their future is bright, but I think I think the fade is about to happen for them. Yes, yeah, zero point delta uh, per our power ranking. So absolute definition of coin flip. Um, I know my heart wants Cincinnati to win for our uh, season total under, but I'm not going to let that get in the way of a handicap. I mean, like you said, Cincinnati's offense has not been playing that well. Denver's defense is playing pretty well. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he is what he is. He's he hasn't fallen off a cliff. He's, you know, regressed to the mean of what he is. And that's still good enough to win football games and hold them in other games. So I think this is a true coin flip. I, I can't touch it either way, if I'm being honest. Uh, you do have the flip-flop trend going for Cincy on this one. Denver did cover since he did not. So you got a 67% trend this season going for Cincy there. I'll be rooting for Cincy. I doubt that I, any of my money will be rooting for anything other than our season total. Yep. All right, moving on. Those L.A. Rams. My buddy gave it to you on the sounder. Beat those goddamn Cardinals on the road <laughs> this week. They're at home. They're four and a half point, down to four and a half point now. Home favorites versus the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, this is this is a um, classic, you know, switch them up spot. I mean, see, you know, I was on LA last week, get that big huge win in prime time. They come back home and lay a dud. So I'm on Seattle here. Um, they've been Seattle's been a disappointment much of the year. Um, you know, they were a disappointment before Russell got the finger injury. But you know, since he's since he's come back and gotten healthier with that finger, they're starting to look a little bit better. The running game. It's kind of coming together for them. He's starting to not miss so many wide open throws, and you even saw last week he started to to get that um, that uh, teardrop bomb to his receivers back in his repertoire. So I am going to be on Seattle here. I think this line is well, it was inflated, but like you're saying, it's going down. It's probably getting closer to where it should be, but I'm still on Seattle um, in this spot. Perfect letdown spot for for the Rams here. So. Go, go Seattle. Yeah, again, this is another one of those games I didn't grade uh, for the COVID factor, uh, but it's down to three and a half at Circa and FanDuel. So if you want to catch that four and a half. Jeez. Again, these, it's so funny. I've never seen this big of a gap in the books across town. As we look at, because <laughs> we look at all this, we, we track the ticker. Right. I mean, the COVID no factor idea. has got everybody scrambling, right? And yeah. if you want to list, I've got a current list. Uh, nine more Rams went on the COVID list today. Von Miller, uh, yeah, I had to fill me in on the people in on some of these people. Tremaine Ak- Akram Jr. tackle. Uh, and I'm sorry, Antoine I don't Brooks speak Jr. Spanish. Antoine Brooks Jr. Bobby Evans. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, I know him. Guard. Travasi. Oh, Bogadnemi Arcarano. I don't fucking know. Linebacker. Uh, oh, Oklahoma man, why don't I pay kid, yeah. Why don't I pay attention to the phonics fucking uh, pronunciations in broadcasting school? 
Totally missed that class. Mm. Uh, Kareem Orr, linebacker Troy Reader, linebacker Christian Rosenboom. So basically every linebacker on their roster is on COVID. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Von Miller highlighting that group. So, I mean, I don't know how you play anything else other than Seattle, except for the fact that the Rams – I mean, yeah, they have to win, but they don't have to fucking cover four and a half points or three and a half, wherever you get it at. You get, if you're going to snag this game, though, man, you got to get it above the three because the Rams absolutely do have to win this game. Of course, Seattle does, too, to keep any of their faint hopes alive. Um, yeah, I, I would have to. I, I mean, I don't know any way to play it other than Seattle and just fucking cross your fingers. Yep. All right, moving on. Those Tampa Brady Buccaneers. Sunday night football. Hosting the Nolan Saints. And uh, they're 11-point home favorites. 11 fucking points. Mm, mm, mm. So, look, it's it's gross, and I don't blame you for wanting to take the huge favorite at home here, but with Kamara back, I've, I'm going to be on New Orleans here. They've shown in the past against Tampa Bay and these Buccaneers that they've got some sort of a matchup um, you know, not advantage, but they can hold their own against Tampa Bay in the in the matchup department. Um, you know, obviously they're playing. If they're going with Taysom Hill, they're playing with a you know unconventional style quarterback. To to be kind, that's the best way to put it. Um, and if you know, but sometimes that can work into your to your advantage. You know, if a team hasn't seen that before. Um, bottom line is, I think all these just again. Once again, with all these big lines, it, they're, they're, they feel o- overinflated to me. If you can find any reason to not take one of these huge lines um, on the dog, then then, abs- then for sure don't. But I don't know that there's a huge reason, at least from the way that the way I'm handicapping, you know, motivation, matchup, situation. There's not nothing that points out to not take those huge lines down there may be a glaring reason with the computers and the numbers. Um, but the way I see it, you know, uh, you, you just got to take the points here. It's disgusting, but you got to do it. Yeah. The computers are definitely with you. Um, and they're with you all the way across, even on the cut through algorithm that says new Orleans. I think you touched on it there. The matchup, you know, thing for whatever reason, uh, New Orleans went two and zero versus Tampa last year. They're one and zero versus them this year. I don't know. It's something uh, Sean Payton's got a little something, a little magic, a little razzle dazzle, whatever he has. Uh, I think you said Taysom Hill was unconventional. Uh, if <laughs> yeah. unconventional means can't fucking play quarterback, then I guess that's what he is because he fucking can't I was being play quarterback. Nice. Yeah, well, that's not really our style. Uh, the dude fucking sucks. Um, but you have to wonder. I guess here's my big here's my biggest thing. I guess in this game, when you talk about huge favorites, is what is their what is their motivation for margin? Do they really have it? Maybe you can say Tom does because he's lost to him three times. He hasn't he he hasn't beaten New Orleans right as a member of Tampa Bay. So maybe he's got. One of those crazy Tom Brady chipping his shoulders who wants to win by fucking 30. 
And you can't discount that with that dude. You just can't because when he puts his mind to it and he really wants to do something, he pretty much fucking does it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is something to consider. However, Bruce Arians has been barking a little bit in the media about him fucking running too much. And I think he's about to put the clamps in on that shit. So mm-hmm. some of those little wrinkles, you know, I think Bruce is going to take away. And at the end of the day, Yes, New Orleans is really, really bad on offense, but on defense, they're still pretty damn good. Uh, and I think that's really has been that's really been the key. I think just to this matchup, they just match up well against uh, Tampa Bay offensively. So, I mean, the number five total DVOA defense again. Tom has just struggled in his time in Tampa Bay against really, really good defenses for the most part. He struggled against New England, the number two. Um. I think they lost against the Rams, right? They're number six. So he's just struggled against the better defenses. Uh, Dallas, they I mean, they didn't cover. Uh, they ended up barely winning that game. They've just struggled against the best defenses in Tampa Bay. And New Orleans, for some reason, has a really good matchup with them. So I can't do anything, anything but take the points in that game. All right. All right, moving on. It's the Monday Night Football game. And it's the Chicago Bears. And they're five and a half point home dogs, the Minnesota Fighting Cousins. Yeah, um, this one's this one's so simple it feels like uh missing something, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to overthink this one. The money's coming in on Chicago. The pros are fading Minnesota, the bookmakers are fading Minnesota. Uh I mean are we really going to bet on Cousins to win two primetime games in a row? I don't fucking think so. So hit that sounder. Let's take Chicago. Chicago's going to win this game. I mean, if there's one thing that Minnesota has shown us all fucking years, that they are, they will find a way to lose a fucking game. Yeah, they found some a way to win some games in the end too, but this just ain't their year. They, they ain't going to happen for them. And this is the type of game that they will just go to Chicago and lay a fucking egg under the light. So, it this this you know, the quarterback sucks for Chicago too right now. Uh, so definitely an advantage to you know quarterback wise to Minnesota. But you know they'll they'll find a way to lose. They will absolutely find a way to lose this game. Well, you know I'm not gonna back betting on fucking cousins in prom time uh you and i've went round and round about that shit for years but uh for the most part the numbers are with you on chicago i'm with you on chicago we got the flip-flop factor as well chicago not covering minnesota covering so we've got that in our favor and of course we got the fact that cousins is 10 and 17 ats in his life in prom time and he's just coming off covering a prom time game last week as you mentioned where he tried, he tried everything last Thursday night to give that football game away. They were up by 27 or 29 points at one point in the third quarter. And it literally came down to it because Kirk Cousins had two completions in the second half. He also had two interceptions in the second half. So he really was four for four in the second half, two to his team and two to the other fucking team. Uh that was such an unbelievable collapse. I thought he was going to blow another primetime game in which they literally, I mean, Dalvin Cook ran for 200 fucking yards. There was zero chance that that should have been a ball game. 
fucking ever. They dominated. I mean, literally dominated up front. I mean, Pittsburgh couldn't fucking block them. That is the play at Pittsburgh, right? I believe so. Um, no, that was in Minnesota, I thought. But it, but they played Pittsburgh. Yeah, they played Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They played Pittsburgh, yeah. They dominated Pittsburgh up front, start to finish, which that's how Kirk Cousins wins games. He has, he has to have his offensive line dominate. His defensive line has to fucking keep the other team in check. Uh, and they did that. They fucking crushed Big Ben time after time after time. Their offensive line was blowing that Steelers. I mean, they were blowing holes in that line like I haven't seen since the fucking 95 Cowboys. It was fucking incredible. And this dude literally, literally almost gave away a 29-point lead fucking Matt Ryan style. So, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking Bears here. And we need the, all we need is the Bears to lose any of the last four games and we win their season under total on them. That's going to happen. Uh, they're not going to go 4-0, so not worried about that. I'm with you, man. Go fucking Bears. All right. All right, boys and girls, that was all the wins coming in the air tonight, baby. All right, boys and girls, it's time you've all been waiting for. It's time for those free S and free picks of the week, baby. All right, uh, I'll go first. I'm going to take a uh, this a money line parlay. Four teams uh, pays out twenty four to one. We're going to go uh, starting off with Saturday night. Let's take those Indianapolis Colts. We talked about them, like them over New England. That is the only minus number team in this parlay. They are minus one thirty five. I've got Pittsburgh in this one on here. They're at a pick them. So when you're building your money line parlay, if you can get them, uh, if they're at a one and a half on on the line, then obviously you're going to get plus money on that money line. So could get a little bit better if you can get them at a, a better number. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle plus 182 and Chicago plus 192. That's Indianapolis Saturday night, Pittsburgh, Seattle, and Chicago. 14 money line parlay pays 24 to 1. Love that, man. All right, uh, going to go with the college. That's right, college football's back, baby. Bowl season <laughs> starts on Friday night. And uh, we're going to go with uh, Utah State, plus 7.5 versus Oregon State. Oregon State, biggest strength is the running game. Number one in the nation in standard down line yards. Utah State, however, is sixth in the nation on defensive standard down, yard, down line yards. Oregon State is 104th on defensive standard line yards, and Utah State is 109 offensively. So what you have is strength on strength and weakness on weakness. That means that these two teams are a lot closer to equal than this line would suggest. We're getting 7.5 points over the touchdown with the hook. Go fucking Aggies. All right. All right, Longhorn, tell me about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, 
on our podcast and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life. And Bo Cephas, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your heart on money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take yourself over.